And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. Do you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now. It's Red Eye Radio. Talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. From the Uniden America Studios, for Gary McNamara and Eric Harley, Dan Mandis, this is Red Eye Radio. It's 866 red eye 866 I'm on the socials, and, and a couple of people sent this to me over the last couple of days. It is a great article. It's an opinion piece from the uh, Washington Examiner. And, and folks were asking me if I had seen it. Yes, I have. As a matter of fact, I spoke about it on my local show in Nashville, Tennessee. But I think it deserves a far bigger audience, which is what we have here on Red Eye Radio. So here's the, um, here's the headline. The whitewashing of Xi Jinping is grotesque. You know, President Xi Jinping out of China. Now, we have uh, had here in the last several days, of course, uh, we had the uh, event in San Francisco. You had the scrubbing down of the city and you had uh, Joe Biden and uh, Xi Jinping there in San Francisco. The two men who, in my opinion, are directly responsible for a lot of the homelessness and a lot of the drug addiction in San Francisco. Well, in my opinion, they should have left all of that homelessness. They should have left all of that addiction right there in the street so that they could see their handiwork. Because you had Xi Jinping, the uh, drugs were made, of course, in uh, China, shipped to Mexico, and then There's manufactured in Mexico and shipped across our southern border via Joe Biden's open border. And so those two men are very much responsible for what happened in San Francisco with the addiction and uh, the homelessness. But this is from the Washington Examiner, written by a guy named Zachary Faria. Those who wonder how the Holocaust was able to happen have received an answer after seeing how much of the world has responded to the Hamas terrorists slaughtering some 1,200 Jewish civilians in Israel. They can see another example with the grotesque whitewashing of and pandering to Chinese dictator Xi Jinping. 
Now, I could do an hour on both of those, but uh, I'll spare you. But you know what? He's absolutely right. The pandering of this Chinese dictator is appalling. And anyone who knows what he has done uh, to some of the people there in China and what they have done to America, it's infuriating. And then he comes to San Francisco and they clean up the streets and you had all these people saying, well, wait a minute. San Franciscans have been saying for, I mean, years now that the streets need to be cleaned up. There, There is a joke in um, uh, here in Nashville where I, I was talking about this and we were speaking about this uh, here locally. And, you know, we had a bunch of people saying, uh, can Xi Jinping come to Nashville? Because we've got a problem here as well. We'd like to get it cleaned up. I mean, that was going on all across the country. But remember the the run up to Xi Jinping coming to San Francisco. You had California Governor Gavin Newsom flying off to China to hang out with Xi Jinping in the weeks before APEC, the event I was talking about. Then, of course, again, they cleaned up the streets of San Francisco in the days before his arrival. And then he was greeted on the tarmac. This dictator was greeted on the tarmac in San Francisco by good buddy Gavin Newsom and Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, as the article continues, who clapped for him as he walked off of the plane. President Joe Biden praised Xi Jinping because their meetings have always been candid, straightforward and useful. Can I ask how that is? How have the meeting meetings been useful with Xi Jinping? Because it seems to me like he has not been listening to Joe Biden at all in the last three years. And I'm also not saying that past presidents have been particularly effective either, but I think that it is horrifying that any American president, Republican or Democrat, would treat this guy with anything other than utter contempt because we know what he's done. Remember what Joe Biden said about the supposed agreement between he and Xi Jinping on fentanyl. Uh, You know, uh, we're in a situation where we agreed that uh, fentanyl and its its precursors will be curbed substantially and the pill presses. That's a big that's a big movement. They're doing that. And by the way, uh, you know, I I won't I guess I shouldn't identify where it occurred. But John, I know uh, two people near where I live. Their kids literally, as I said, strange. They woke up dead. All right. So they woke up dead. By the way, this woke up dead. How do you wake up dead, Joe? That's one thing I would ask. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed. Bargain hunting is back. I mean, bargain hunting's always been around. We always love a great deal. But man, everywhere you look, people are bargain hunting. You know, there's so many great ways to find great deals. Hey, I have a great find in your bargain hunting journey. Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. 
With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price that's a real bargain when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CPREDEYE, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel6.com. That is a bargain. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the -the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. But the part of what Biden said about his his um, friend Xi Jinping and their agreement to keep fentanyl out of America. Majority of Americans looked at that, at least the ones that know what the heck's going on, and they called BS on that. You know, in this long and rambling speech that he gave last week, he also said, I I shouldn't say where it happened, talking about uh, the two friends that woke up dead. And what I would say to Joe Biden is it's happening everywhere. It's literally happening, happening everywhere. And it's happening because of you and Xi Jinping. Again, I, I don't I hope you don't have any experience with knowing anyone. But this is the largest killer. People in that age category. And, uh, you know, uh, 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 yeah. All right. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. Uh, okay. So the big question is, how will all of this be enforced? Right. Because Biden says, oh, yeah, me and Xi Jinping, you know, we're on it. We are absolutely on it. Have no worries. Joe Biden leads us to believe. They say that she will tell the drug companies in China to simply stop it, says Rahul Gupta. A Joe Biden's director of drug policy. I got a BS alert right here for you, friends. It is important that countries like China step it up. And this agreement is an important part of bringing China into the fray of making sure that they are stepping it up of their own chemical industry. And in fact, we have information to know that they've just done that right now, which is send a notice to all of their chemical industry to say basically cut it out. We're going to enforce the rules and regulations. Do you know how, how ridiculous this sounds? You know, generally speaking, China does these agreements and then they ignore those agreements. Or they find another way around them. And this guy, Gupta, listen to how he admits just that. Listen very closely. And the last time they did this in 2019, the shipments of fentanyl stopped almost to zero coming, but instead these precursor chemicals began to ship then to Mexico for the production of fentanyl. So we like the fact that China's taken action. We want to work with them as part of the agreement in the counter-narcotics working group, but we want to make sure that we have strategies and policies aligned so we can be effective, not just in the United States, but across the globe. And China needs to demonstrate that as a global leader. So I think what we need to do is, uh, okay. so everybody let's in um, 2024, 
right before Thanksgiving 2024, let's look at the amount of fentanyl and the amount of deaths and the amount of addicted. And where is it coming from? In a year, I want to see where we are. Because he was talking about what happened in 2019, where the uh, Chinese, they said, okay, we will no longer import uh, these drugs into China, uh, from China to America. We'll no longer do that. We'll no longer send your drugs from China to America. So they just, as uh, this guy Gupta just said, they'll just find another way around. And they obviously did. Instead of importing it to America or exporting it to America, then what they decided to do is we'll go ahead then and we'll send those supplies to Mexico and send it across our southern border. The opinion piece in the Washington Examiner, by the way, continues Biden managed. They say Biden managed to get his precious climate agreement that the Chinese Communist Party will almost certainly ignore because that is another thing that they do. They agree to all of these climate accords and then they just ignore them. You know, it's all about the photo op in the headlines. And then once the media goes home, once the once the pictures are off the front page, then what happens? They just ignore whatever agreements they have and they just move forward. And so as Joe Biden stands up and says how much of an honor it is to shake the hand of President Xi Jinping in China, this is the same man responsible for carrying out a genocide in the Uyghurs region there in China. A massive human rights abuse case that includes, wait for it, and this is again from the Washington Examiner, forced labor, which has its ties to China's climate projects, that are so prioritized by Democrats and corporations and forced sterilization. Thousands of Uyghurs have been thrown into concentration camps under Xi's direction, and yet he receives a glowing welcome in the United States from American CEOs, Joe Biden, Joe Biden officials and civilians as well. And yes, Janet Yellen was out there clapping like a seal. Unbelievable. And so when they say, oh, yeah, the whitewashing of Xi Jinping, I get what they're saying. They're saying is ignore the deaths, ignore the human rights abuses, ignore all of the things that China has done. To try to destroy the United States of America, ignore all that and let's sit down and break bread. I think they ought to handcuffed his ass. They should have thrown him in prison. That's what they should have done to Xi Jinping. I mean, it is incredible the amount of people this guy has killed between the Uyghurs and COVID and fentanyl millions around the world. And, I, you know, I, I love how people always compare Donald Trump to Adolf Hitler. But the reality is that Joe Biden is the one who is celebrating the guy who is closest to a modern day Hitler in sheer body count. And, you know, they talk about uh, all of the things that we speak about on talk radio all the time. The fentanyl crisis, courtesy of China, the covid pandemic. We can talk about that. And, uh, you know, where did covid come from? We know where covid came from. Covid came from the Wuhan lab in China. And by the way, 
They're doing all of these investigations into the origins of COVID. And China does not cooperate in any of those investigations. Why? Well, because they know the truth. They're lying about the early stages of COVID. What about the spy balloon that China sent over America? And all of this just scratches the surface. But Joe Biden won't bring up any of those things. He simply won't. And that is a shame. I've got a lot more straight ahead. 866-90-RED-EYE is the phone number. 866-907-3339. Dan Mandis here. This is Red Eye Radio. This morning's USDA Farm Report is brought to you by Howes Products. Tested, trusted, guaranteed since 1920. At the White House this week. We're excited to have our honored guest with us today, Liberty and Bell. This is our day. It's their lucky day as these two turkeys escaped the oven by receiving pardons from President Biden. Yes, Liberty and Bell, huh? These birds have a new appreciation of the word, let freedom ring. (laughs) Theories vary on which president began this turkey pardoning thing, but Agriculture Department historian Ann Eflin says we do know this. In 1947, the National Turkey Federation started presenting a live turkey as well as two dressed turkeys to the president, and that's been an annual event since then. Harry Truman would have been president then, but many credit Ronald Reagan with officially starting the turkey pardoning tradition, which continues today. I hereby pardon Liberty and Bell. Gary Crawford reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Congratulations, birds. This report brought to you by Cenex Fuels and Loops. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. Radio, 866-90-RED-EYE, 866-907-3339. Just, uh, you know, going over some of this uh, fentanyl conversation. The uh, president uh, today, as a matter of fact, I was I was talking about what the um, president uh, did last week with uh, President Xi Jinping and uh, talking about the little press conference, the little kumbaya, the little walk through the garden, you know, tap dancing through the daisies kind of a thing that Biden did with Xi Jinping and, and how people are saying that uh, there has been a whitewashing of uh, Chinese President Xi Jinping. And, and I would have to agree. And then the president, you know, he, he comes out and he starts talking about uh, what has been going on across the border. And and he did say a few things coming up at the uh, in the next segment. I'm going to play for you some of what uh, Joe Biden said uh, today, because there's a lot of people that are asking the question. And this is a headline from Red State. Did Joe Biden get (laughs) they call it hoodwinked? Did Joe Biden get hoodwinked on uh, the situation with uh, fentanyl? Did he get hoodwinked by China? I'm going to tell you right now that uh, he did get hoodwinked. And and the problem for the president is that everybody knows that China got the best of him. And so the more that the president, uh, President Biden sort of drones on and on about some of these things, the more people realize that uh, he got played 
by President Xi Jinping. And that is exactly what happened. Because one of the things that that China does is uh, they will say, yeah, well, that's what we're going to do. We're going to go ahead and we're going to cooperate. We're going to, you know, we're going to work together in, you know, this big kumbaya kind of a moment. And in reality, they just use that almost like like running out the clock, moving the goalposts, that kind of thing, that kind of thing. Because I, I, I will tell you that um, the president did get, as, as we say, hoodwinked on China. And unfortunately, it's going to be uh, we, the American people, who actually suffer the uh, consequences. There's a lot going on, and, and I will pick up that conversation because there's a couple of sound bites that I want to play for you coming up after the next segment. I don't have time to uh, do it here in the remaining moments of this segment. I do want to let you know that uh, there is a lot going on related to the war between Hamas and Israel. And uh, th- this is very good news, of course. And the good news is that uh, there has now been a temporary ceasefire that has been called. Uh, that is good news. And so there's going to be 50 hostages released uh, by Hamas. Israel is going to stop pounding the living crap out of Gaza. And that's, by the way, what they need to do. And uh, apparently there is a few Americans that are going to be released as well. So, again, that is uh, great news. You know, what is interesting. And I was playing the audio from Susan Sarandon uh, earlier where she was uh, saying all kinds of anti-Semitic things. And one of the things I thought was interesting is the fact that you have people like Susan Sarandon. You've got all of these uh, college students across the country and so forth. And they're so lacking in their own context. They are so lacking in their own clarity. And, And when you hear that you have these college students running around ripping down these uh, signs that people are putting up of some of these Israeli hostages. It boggles my mind that these people who are perpetually blasting Israel see absolutely no problem with taking down these signs of hostages being held by Hamas. I mean, you want to talk about a lack of clarity and context. Red Eye Radio, from the Uniden America Studios. Now, for Gary McNamara and Eric Harley, here is Dan Mandis. Red Eye Radio, 866 red eye 866-907-3339. Okay, the audio bite that I want to play is um, comical, to say the least. This is uh, Joe Biden, and uh, this is from earlier today, and he's talking about Uh, The fentanyl crisis here in America, I spent the first part of this hour talking about how uh, Biden said that he and Xi Jinping were, of course, working together to solve the opioid and the fentanyl crisis here in America, which, of course, is laughable. And so then he said this uh, earlier today. During my meeting with President Xi, we took a critical step of resuming counter-narcotics cooperation between our two countries. One of the important things we agreed upon. In 2019, China essentially stopped direct shipments of fentanyl from China to the United States. 
For the years since, the drug trade has evolved. It's moved from finished fentanyl to fentanyl components, like chemicals and pill presses that are shipped with few controls from China to uh, Western to the Western Hemisphere. Uh-huh. Chemical cartels use these components to manufacture this legal, illegal substances and smuggle them into the United States. So the United States is going to seek to work together with China to target the fentanyl components. And apparently one of the things that Biden said is that basically he is going to take President Xi Jinping at his word that he is working with his own uh, chemical companies there in China to ensure that those components don't make it to America. You know, here here's the thing. And we all understood this. Perhaps Joe Biden does it, but does not. But we all understand that for China to thrive, one of the things that they really try to do is ensure that America is at its weakest point. Because that's what they try to do. They try to make themselves stronger, but they try to make other nations weaker. And that's part of the conversation regarding COVID. And why is it that China didn't warn the the rest of the world about COVID? Why is it that they won't uh, cooperate with these investigations from the World Health Organizations and others, including, by the way, America? Why doesn't China cooperate? Because they want America to be weak. They want America to be in the dark. So for Joe Biden to basically take the word of a dictator. That he's going to put his best people on it and make sure that these chemicals don't come into America. Got it. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it. There's uh, some other news stories out there this morning. There is a a lot uh, going on. And let's talk a little bit about the polling because everybody knows that the polling for joe biden is really bad i thought this was interesting though because while the polling for joe biden is uh, not good not good to say the least listen to this because i thought this was interesting i think that not only is joe biden in trouble but you've got a whole side of the discussion that is also in trouble when it comes to january 6th we're talking about january 6th earlier From Rasmussen, how likely is it that undercover government agents helped provoke the Capitol riot? Do you know that 59 percent of Democrats, according to Rasmussen, 59 percent of Democrats said that it is likely that the government, the federal agencies, the FBI, had undercover government agents helping to provoke The Capitol riot, 59 percent of Democrats, 62 percent of independents, 74 percent of the GOP and 65 percent of all voters. Believe that the. Riot was provoked by the federal government. And it's not real surprising, is it? I mean, isn't it? I mean, here's the thing. The more you look at the videos, and, and we had a nice discussion on this earlier, the more that we see these uh, videos, obviously the Democrats did what the Democrats do uh, during the January 6th hearings, the, the House hearings. Remember when they cherry-picked a lot of those uh, videos from, from January 6th? They cherry-picked them to make Donald Trump, and this is what they do, and this is what you do in a court of law anyway. 
is you try to make your opponent look bad. But but the Democrats and, and Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger, they actually hired that highfalutin news producer from ABC. To help them tell the story and they cherry picked it and edited it, by the way, they edited it as well to make Donald Trump look as bad as they possibly could. And now you have all of this hand wringing going on on the other side of the aisle saying, oh, it's dangerous for Mike Johnson, House Speaker Mike Johnson to uh, release these uh, videos. And, And my question would be, why exactly is it dangerous? I mean, I thought democracy dies in darkness, doesn't it? Doesn't democracy dies in darkness? Isn't that what the Washington Post always says? Yeah, it is. And so for me, I thought the whole thing was um, really smart for him to release those videos because and here's some of the things that you see. Uh, You see people walking through the Capitol unencumbered. They're not stopping them. They're not arresting them. They're just allowing them to walk through. They allowed them into the Capitol building. And so this whole thing was and that's not a conspiracy theory. That's a fact. They just allowed them in because remember, and I've been saying this for a long time. Remember who benefited from January 6th. It wasn't Donald Trump. It certainly wasn't the J6ers. It was the Democrats because they were able to politicize it. They knew what was going on. They knew what was coming. Yet Nancy Pelosi didn't order more security. And we saw what we saw. Some people would call it an insurrection. That's what the media calls it. That's what a lot of the Trump haters call it. That's what um, certainly the Democrats call it was an insurrection. I will call it a protest that got way out of control, but they were able to bounce Donald Trump off of Twitter and a lot of other people as well. But the big question that everybody wants to know, and it, it, it goes back to what we were just talking about. Did the FBI have agents planted inside the Capitol grounds on January 6th? Now, Christopher Ray, I'm going to replay this audio. FBI Director Christopher Ray was asked this question last year. Did the FBI have confidential human sources embedded within the January 6th protesters? on January 6th of 2021. Well, Congressman, as I'm sure you can appreciate, I have to be very careful about what I can say about when. Even now, because that's what you told us two years ago. May I finish? Uh, About when we do and do not and where we have and have not used confidential human sources. Uh, But to the extent that there's a suggestion, for example, that the FBI's confidential human sources or FBI employees in some way instigated or orchestrated January 6th, that's categorically false. Categorically false, he says. Well, I pointed out earlier that there's a lot of times that the FBI has said that something is categorically false. For example, they got those FISA warrants using information on the dirty dossier as the justification to spy on the Trump campaign. Remember that whole thing? Yeah, I sure do. They knew the information in it was suspect, to say the least, but they got the warrants and they renewed the warrants and they did spy on Donald Trump's campaign. 
Is that categorically false as well, uh, Christopher Ray? How about the FBI colluding with social media companies to remove posts from users who had differing opinions on COVID and lockdowns? Is that categorically false, Christopher Ray? Did the FBI collude with social media companies or not? We all know that they did. Is this the same FBI who reached out to social media companies, those same social media companies warning them about Russian disinformation, setting the table for the denial that Hunter Biden's laptop was real when we know that it is all too real? And of course, the FBI is part of the DOJ, and they called parents who had an issue with school boards domestic terrorists. So I'm sorry, Christopher Ray, if you, if you'll forgive me for not believing what you're saying regarding the January Sixers, but guess what? The FBI has a very strong history of lying. They know it, and you know it. And I know it. Did you have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters inside the Capitol on January the 6th prior to the doors being opened? Again, I had to be very careful. It should be a no. Can you not tell the American people? No, we did not have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters positioned inside the Capitol. Gentlemen's time has expired. You should not read anything into my decision uh, not to share information Director Ray, time has expired right right so they wanted to cut him off as quickly as they possibly could listen the american people are not buying it the american people are clearly not buying it and so this is certainly the more of these january 6 tapes that we see the the more fascinating it's going to be now we uh talked earlier we spoke earlier and i had some great calls on this about whether or not it is good for 2024 for the January 6th tapes to be released. Because you you have some people, uh, even within the Republican Party, who are saying, no, don't release those tapes. It's dangerous, don't you know? Well, here's the deal. Number one, it does drag us right back to January 6th. It, It does force the Republicans into the conversation about stolen elections yet again. And that means that we are distracted from Joe Biden's epic failures. And so that is one way to look at it. But there is another way to look at it, friends. Because if we can prove that the media has been lying to you all along about January 6th, well, then that is yet another example of how the media has been lying to the American people for a long time about a variety of issues because this happens over and over and over again. And so I think at least for me, when we talk about the January 6th tapes, if you are are all about transparency, and I certainly am, and I'm also all about free speech, then you want the January 6th tapes released regardless Because we lost a lot as conservatives. We lost a lot as Republicans. Thanks to the FBI and thanks to the Democrats and thanks to social media and thanks to the media all working together to try and discredit. And they did for a time until far after the election to discredit the laptop from hell, Hunter Biden's laptop. 
So when we talk about stolen elections, my my listeners in Nashville know what I mean when I say the stolen election has nothing to do with ballot machines or any voting machines or anything like that. It has to do with that laptop because a lot of people well within the margin that Donald Trump lost by said that they would not have voted for Joe Biden if they knew that laptop story was real. And the FBI took part in that. As did social media, as did the mainstream media as well. And of course, the Democrats did what the Democrats do. 866-90-RED-EYE is the phone number. 866-907-3339. My name is Dan Mandis. This is Red Eye Radio. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. Eight six six ninety red eye is the phone number. Eight six six nine zero seven thirty three thirty nine. Dan Mandison for Gary and Eric. They return uh, next Sunday night, Monday morning, after the uh, Thanksgiving holiday. My name is Dan Mandis, and I always enjoy filling in. You can find me on the socials at Dan Mandis Show, Facebook, uh, Instagram, uh, Twitter as well, X, and um, whatever other platforms uh, that are out there now. I also host a morning show on Super Talk 99.7 WTN in Nashville, Tennessee. And that begins here in just a few minutes at uh, 6 o'clock Eastern time. You can listen if you'd like at 99.7WTN.com. Very quickly, because I'm running out of time, CNN's John King says point blank that uh, the president is in trouble after yet another new poll comes out showing that the president is in trouble, especially with... Younger voters. And perhaps in places like Michigan, where someone like Rashida Tlaib has been a big time critic of the president over his handling of the war between Hamas and Israel. Because they feel like, you know, a lot of these uh, younger folks, the younger generation uh, doesn't feel like um, President Biden should be supportive of Israel. They feel like the president should be supportive of Hamas. Which is stunning. But unfortunately, that's where America is at this point. Have a great Thanksgiving, friends. I appreciate you listening to Red Eye Radio. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen. 
Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot, but Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah, can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was three page makeout scene that just kept going? Good lord, we get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.